Like he literally gets up in his face. Puts him in a headlock. You angry? You you fucking nerd! (laughs) (laughs) Puts him in a headlock. Gives him a noogie. Yeah. Say Calabar. No. Say Calabar. No. (laughs) That was my filthy beast name. (laughs) You like being called Galavar, don't you? No. Say you like it. Say you like it. You little bitch. You like being called Galavar. Okay, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the old Megatron's back. Yeah. <laughs> Beast mode. Too much energy. Yes. 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 Greetings, Viacon Generals! Welcome to episode 52 of Too Much Energon, the Lasercomb podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I'm your other host, Neo Cal. What is going on this week, Cal? Oh, getting ready to move, but also for the first time in my life, I took a straight razor and went right down to the skin. When I shaved my head after I used clippers, and it's it's weird. Oh, it's like shit. weird touching the back of my head, and there's just skin instead of like prickly, like shaved hair. So you use weird, an actual man, straight weird. razor, not just like a Gillette Mach Five. Oh, none of, none of that. Full Vin Diesel and um, pitch black. You know, just used a sharp <laughs> piece of metal and raked it across my flesh like a real man. <laughs> No, what you should have done is, like, taken your, like, curved dagger and use that to, like, yeah. shave your head. Exactly. Uh, I also shaved the sides of my head today, too, which I will display. <gasps> I know. Audio listeners are missing out on the on the shaved heads. Oh, oh, very, very down there. I did not take any kind of straight razor... <laughs> Or Gillette, not even a Bic razor. No. I just nope. use clippers with no guard on them. No guard, like a, the true mad lad. <laughs> like a truly crazy person. Yeah, it, yeah. it works just fine. I'm afraid to try that. <laughs> I uh, don't recommend uh, trying it on certain other parts of your body, however. No. Hmm. <laughs> no tip. I, I may be speaking from experience, <laughs> and uh, things may have gone awry. Yes. Things may never be as they once were. <laughs> <laughs> Much like the, Cybertron. <laughs> speaking of the way things uh, uh, once were, uh, I got my hands last weekend on a reissue of the original Beast Wars Cheetor figure. Amazing. In fact, I found two, and I bought both of them, 
one so I could leave in the package. Ah. And the other so I could open up and play with. There he is, folks. OG Cheetor. Yeah, for the audio listeners, I am holding it up to the camera. Wow. Now they get to stand beside one another. I posted a picture on Instagram, which if you're and Twitter. So if you're following me on social media, you uh, would have already seen it. But I posted a picture of uh, uh, the reissue of OG Cheetor with the Kingdom Cheetor with the Red Series non-transforming Cheetor action figure. And I captioned it, Cheetor, what have you done? (laughs) (laughs) Cheetor, what have you done? <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. We have quotes of the show that are funnier to of the podcast that are funnier to us than quotes from the actual show that we're watching. Very, very much so, yeah. <laughs> like that that line is only like so funny because of one, because of the, the voice that I did, but then the way what you followed it up with, you're like, what have you done, son? <laughs> oh, man. We're at a point in this show now, uh, at 52 episodes. So we're at a point in this uh, podcast now where we've just become like self referential. Yeah. We're like, we we're like, fa- critical mass. We're, we're like, family. We're like Family Guy, but we're actually funny. Yeah. We're not, we're not, not, you know, Stephen Colbert funny or anything. We're not Stephen Colbert funny. Hold your horses, okay? <laughs> we're not Stephen Colbert funny. But we're... Uh, <laughs> if anyone's wondering, because um, I don't we've think... We've never we've ever, explained that, have we? I, I, don't, I don't think we've ever actually brought it up on air. But we, we had a, a, a guest on the show once. I'm not going to say who it was, but... We had a guest on the show once who, uh, off my like uh, after a recording had stopped, uh, mentioned that uh, they thought that for a couple of regular ordinary guys we were pretty funny, but we weren't Stephen Colbert funny or anything, because uh, apparently that was the the that that's, that's the gold the, standard. Yeah, that's <laughs> the gold standard. That's the that that's the mountain that cannot be climbed. The mount, the mountain peak that cannot be reached. I and I don't want to. I don't want to like, like shatter his like hopes and like dreams and his his ideology. But like, is he aware that like there's like five or six writers for the show yeah. that is the Stephen Colbert rapport? Yeah, <laughs> like it. It's not. It's not a one man show. No, he he's not a yeah he's not a stand up comedian. But uh, I, hey, he's got his monologues. Those are those are a chuckle. You know, I actually saw uh, Stephen Colbert live in person back oh. during the 2010 Vancouver Olympics. He, um, oh right, he did a segment of his show. Actually, it was like one like thing, but it ended up being like segments for like all four, like the entire week's worth of shows of the Colbert Report. Right. This was back. 2010 like i was saying is that when he sung like the amer the canadian anthem in the tune of the american anthem with michael buble yep yeah yeah i was there that i was there that day when all that was being shot wow (laughs) um 
Yeah, and it was a it was a free show. He was just in a pub. He set up a stage in a public park in Vancouver, and so like anyone could could uh, show up for free and watch. Who who would have thought? Yeah, yeah it was a... singing, or was it singing the American anthem in the tune of the Canadian anthem? They did. They did both. I don't oh, know if both. I don't know both. if both of them actually ended up airing on TV, but they did both. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Yeah, I re I remember that. It was. Yeah, it was I funny. think my I think Michael Bublé sang in French at one point too. <laughs> like he, I think he sang the uh, the Star Spangled Banner in French. Oh, <laughs> heresy! And then now we need to get Shakira to sing it in Spanish and absolutely outrage. And get uh, red blooded Americans. Uh. Uh. I'm trying to Celine think. Celine I'm, I'm trying to think of like a famous like German singer. Oh yeah, good luck with that. Let's get uh, let's get Till let's get Till Lindemann of Rammstein to oh, sing the Star Spangled Banner in German. I, I kind of want. I, <laughs> I kind of want I, to hear that now. Maybe that already exists. It must. That that seems like a Rammstein thing. Yeah. <laughs> he had a. Uh, he has a side project. With um, Peter Tatgren of metal bands, Pain and Hypocrisy. I think they they released two albums. The first one was like straight up sounded like a Pain album, so it was this like very like late nineties, early two thousand sounding industrial album, right. but with but with the Ramstein guy singing in English. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think it was just called Lindemann. Anyway, that's uh, that's, that's as close besides. as we'll get. <laughs> that, that's as that's as close as we'll get, and that's besides the point. Another Beast Wars related thing that I got, I did a. I meant to talk about this last week, but I did a. There was a Kickstarter for uh, Beast Warriors enamel pins uh, months and months and months ago. Um, and I ended up getting Transmetal Cheetor. Oh, you got trend. Oh, right. Is that's the same um, guys that? Because um, I have a, I have a Cheetor pin that you gave me. I think I gave you a Tigatron. Or sorry, or was it both? It was definitely at least Tigatron. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I have Cheetor. R right, right, right. And um, I'm assuming it's by the same people, but they. They did a, a transmetal run and they got backed. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Weird I, uh... that this stuff is happening like, like post twenty twenty. Like that they can get enough funding for that. I know, right? Um, I also the the Kickstarter was for two pins. Um, that was the one that I picked. I got another one in the mail. Uh, it is an unpainted transmetal. Megatron. Megatron. This isn't the one that I ordered. Oh. <laughs> I actually, uh, I ordered, as for my second one, I ordered a Scorponok and I was going to give it to you. <laughs> he ended up sending got me, an unpainted. Up, he, I, I got an unpainted uh, transmetal Megatron. No. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> also came with some stickers, too. Of, oh, like, I see. I, I see. Uh, what's Transmutate there, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a 
I think there's a transmit, there's a quick strike and a transmetal dinobot. Okay, okay. And yeah, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> uh like quick strike, disgusting. Yeah, get it. Why would anyone want that? No one would. No. What does he lend to the show, really? Um, I also got a uh, random text message from my uh, my estranged father a couple of days ago. Oh. Or actually, not not a text message, a uh, message on Facebook, being like, "Hey, I'm on the island. Would you want to hang out tomorrow?" And this was this was on Wednesday, and I'm like, "Well." Okay. On Thursday, I don't get home until four o'clock, and then I record too much Energon. So no, and he's like, well, no. What about the next day? And I'm like, well, I record another podcast the next day too, so I can, but I can delay that start time uh, if we uh, like, as long as I know like when when you're going to be down here. And he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll text you on Friday when we're on our way then. And I'm like, <laughs> I need to know like a time of when you're coming. Sorry, I thought I had something. I was gonna say, what is that. what is go, what's going on over there? there. <laughs> my mouth there. Yeah. Damn it! What is? It's this. It's all of this. Uh, yeah, for the for the audio listeners, like Cal is having like some kind of seizure or something. Um, <laughs> No, he's the like, has, where he you has like, a like hair. you got a hair like, in the back of your throat. Yeah. And I'm like being a cat right now trying to get it. Um, no, yeah, I, I have a lot of like family that's like, they live loose and fast and they're like, oh, I don't know. We're going to come like Friday, Saturday. And I'm like, Are, you're coming Friday and Saturday? Oh, we don't know. We don't know yet. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I got shit. So like, tell me what day. Oh well, yeah. if you're gonna make a big deal about it, then never mind. Okay, <laughs> then I don't see see them. Yeah, um, for 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 the listeners, uh, without going too much into it, uh, my father is kind of like the Tripredicus Council in Beast Wars. <laughs> you see them once or twice, and they seem kind of interesting, but then you find out that all they were saying was a bunch of bullshit, and we never see or hear from them again. No. <laughs> Galabar was my slave name. You can call me after my namesake. Megatron. <laughs> uh, uh, sh shout out to my father. And the Tripredicus Council. Mostly the Tripredicus Council. Mostly the, the Tripredicus Council. <laughs> Uh, anybody's wondering what the hell I was talking about with Galavar and um, his slave name and um, oh yeah yeah right uh, the um, Galavar is the uh, is Beast Wars Megatron's like real name um, like Optimus Pr uh, Prime's real name is oh why do I always forget Orion Pax yeah, so and I guess it's Galavar. So we actually have um a monthly uh spin-off of this show called Too Much Galavar. And every month we review uh we, we review the uh what is it, IDW? Yeah, IDW. 
Yeah, the the comic run. And uh, yeah, they're coming out monthly. So if you want to uh, toss us some Patreon monies so we can buy these things and read them and get back to you, yeah, we we have that on Patreon. Toss a coin to your beast warrior. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of how I could like sing the next part of that that verse, but I, I got nothing. Um Yeah, I also kind of want to uh try and cuz there were back for the um back in 2006 for the 10th anniversary of Beast Wars, IDW put out two four-issue Beast Wars miniseries that were actually in canon with the show. Oh. Um, and they were written by the the guy who wrote the the final episode of Beast Wars Nemesis. Um, really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. The first one was called Beast Wars: The Ascension, which I did read back in the day, and I think the next one was called Beast Wars: The Gathering. Uh, I kind of want to track <laughs> those down. <laughs> I kind of want to track. Uh, I think they're out of print now, so it might be a little difficult. But I kind of want to try and track those down, and maybe talk about them at some point on either on this or on a Patreon show. That would be kind of cool. We could yeah. find them. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I can find digital versions through completely legal means. Cheers. Completely legal means. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're not, weirdly enough, they're not even on Comicsology. It's a little weird. Yeah. Do they have like? Do they not have like a back catalog of like nineties and two thousand stuff? Um Comicsology or in general or IDW? Comicsology. Oh yeah, yeah. They have shit going way, way back. Oh. Huh. I guess Beast Wars isn't cool enough for them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh because the Beast Wars are over. Gary Primal, yes, you lost. You lost. I won. Suck I'm not it. going to explain how. <laughs> I hope you watched the movie Lawnmower Man, Primal. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, some nightmarish shit in this episode, <laughs> man. We're uh, we're gonna get into talking about that episode in uh, the uh, in just a minute here. But first, here's a word about our Patreon. Do you want to hear more Lasercomb content each and every week? Is one episode each of Too Much Energon or Alphanumeric simply not enough? Then boy do I have a solution for you. Go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, where starting at a mere $5 per month, you get literal hours of bonus preamble audio each and every week, access to the Lasercomb Discord, monthly shoutouts, and more. At the $10 and up tier, you get our weekly weird news show, Lasercomb Tonight, as well as our Too Much Energon spin-off, Too Much Galavar, where we talk about the monthly IDW 2021 Beast Wars comic book. Yeah! At the $25 tier, you get all of that, plus our monthly Too Much Commentary commentary track, a free t-shirt, and more. Support Lasercomb Tonight, today. So this week on Too Much Energon, we are talking about the second episode of Beast Machines, Master of the House. It originally aired on September 25th, 1999. Oh, shit. Uh, the so, hypest of years, folks. A year that uh, Prince prophesied we should all be uh, partying like. Yep. Yep. Um, 
And he was right. Also a great year for film. Yeah. Lots of great movies came out in 1999. Oh, let's shoot some off. Uh, the Matrix. The Matrix, obviously, was the first thing I was going to, to yeah. bring up. Uh, Fight Club. Fight Club was 99? Yep. Wow. Uh, this one's a little more of a me choice, but being John Malkovich. All right, fuck we, it. Let's look it up. You know what? Yeah. List, list of 1999 films. We're doing it. Yeah. Um, We're not going to hang on this too, too long, listeners, but. Uh, listeners, if you have not watched Being John Malkovich, it is a trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's It's much more interesting than the title leads you to believe. Like, when I was a teenager, I didn't get around to watching it because I'm like, man. This doesn't look interesting. And I just randomly caught it like late night on showcase or something randomly one night. And I'm like, holy shit, this movie is crazy. Yeah, I saw it, uh, I think, on uh, like a premium movie channel back in like 2000 when I was 15. Okay, so uh, we got uh, those films. We got, uh, is it uh, the Blair Witch Project? The Boondock oh, Saints. Sure. But I'm a Cheerleader, which is a movie everybody tells me I should watch. What is it? But I'm a Cheerleader. Never heard of it. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> I Like, I had heard of it even back then, but it's a movie that over the year I just never got around to. But it's, Weird. Uh, there's Natasha Leone. She plays a, uh, uh, a, a cheerleader who uh, is probably a lesbian, and she gets sent to, like, some, like, uh, oh, reorientation yes. camp. Okay, it, okay. Yeah, and it's like a sat. It, it's like a. It's a comedy. Okay, uh, okay. I, I've had a lot of uh, LGBT friends tell me that the movie is incredibly funny and worth a watch. Okay, okay. Yeah, I've never even heard about it. Uh, Cruel Intentions. Dogma. Kevin Smith's Dogma. Oh. Existence. Existence, right. Galaxy Quest. The Green Mile. Man. Girl Interrupted. American Pie. Or was that 98? Uh, No, American Pie was 99. Uh, We were just talking about The Mummy. Yeah, The Mummy. A while while back, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Star Wars Episode Episode one, the Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah. And of course, the greatest of all of them, Wing Commander and Wild Wild West. Wild West was ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Mystery Men was ninety nine, wasn't oh, it? I I I need to revisit that movie. I so do I. We should do. You know what? Maybe that should be one of our too much commentary. Um, too much commentary. I I loved that when I was a kid. Like truly like loved that movie. And you know what? I bet you th- I'll probably still like it. I I remember liking it at, at the time. Um it's just a movie I've never gone back to for one reason or another. Anyway, on to Beast Machines. So the episode opens with uh with our, our maximal heroes like all chilling in this um in this little like cave type thing 
and they're all like in meditative poses like especially optimus primal who's straight up doing the whole like um like type pose cross-legged uh you are muted good sir He's doing the lotus pose. Yeah. Ah, the lotus pose. That's the name of it. Yeah. And so he he's telling them that basically uh they need to to figure out how to transform. And uh listeners, apologies. I'm dealing with some wicked allergies tonight, so I'm a little little sniffly. Too much allergies. Yeah. Allergon? Allergon. <laughs> Too much allergon. Allergon sounds like the name of like a medicative cream. Yeah, it was like that. That sounds like a medication of some sort. That sounds Allergy. like something you rub on your dick when you have a rash. Yeah, Allergon. After, after spent after a Saturday night that you cannot remember. No, don't believe me. Just watch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, Christ! So anyway, what's going on here? They're they're trying to meditate, and they, yeah, they're trying to meditate. And uh, Optimus uh, is like, "Well, we got we got we got animal flesh, but we're also transformers." Yeah, yeah. He's uh, like, "We're we're we're neither animal nor machine, and yet both." And I'm like, "Gary Primal, <laughs> come on, man." <laughs> Well, and even Black Arachnia is like, well, that's helpful, basically. <laughs> like, she calls yeah. him out the fact that his, like, pseudo-philosophical mumbo-jumbo isn't really telling them anything. I, I, there's strong Morpheus vibes coming from from Primal right now. Yeah, so they're neither... They're, they're not machines anymore, per se. Like, he even says, like, onboard computers and activation codes and whatnot. Because Rattrap is, like, basically, like, come on, like, shut up with all of this. Just tell us the activation code to transform. Yeah. And he's like, activation codes and onboard computers aren't a thing anymore. We are complete melding of organic and uh, machine parts. So they're both, yeah, they're... but also neither. That's right. They're, they're techno-organic, baby. Yep, they're techno-organic. Yeah. And he's like, you, you have to tame the beast within to be able to center yourself and say, I am transformed. And he the, does does his glowy thing and then transforms into robot form. The, uh, um, the Beast Within is my favorite techno-organic album. <laughs> <laughs> and uh we ever start a band we should we should call it techno organic i think it's uh it's techno organic so it's oh, like techno organic yeah it's techno and organic together uh, a portmanteau of those two words so techno okay i i can jive with techno organic yeah i can i can jive with that uh, yeah, so, so what, what happens here? Cheetor does some transforming. Yeah, Cheetor and Black Arachnia. <laughs> I, I find it funny that they just suddenly, like, now that Gary Primal has, like, said this, like, the these few words to them. Like, in, in essence, he basically was just like, hey, the activation code is I am transformed. And they're like, oh, I am right, transformed. You have, be, you have to have inner peace. Yeah. 
Uh, so they figure it out right away and they transform. But uh, Rat Trap, wicked. Like they looked so different. I'm not a yeah. not a big fan of uh, Cheetor's robot form. I, but uh, all right with it. Um, Black Arachnid is wild. Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a. I displayed it on camera on last week's episode, but I have a, a fig action figure of Beast Machines Black Arachnia. Yeah. But yeah, you're saying Rat Trap. He's got some troubles. He's got some troubles. Yeah, he uh, can't get it up, so to speak. <laughs> I am transformed. I'm so transformed. Here I go. Here comes transforming. I am so transformed. I can't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe I'm not transformed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he can't. He, uh, I guess he's not at uh, peace with himself or something. But yeah, uh, yeah he can't do it. And some weird like thing Drill? comes burst. Yeah, comes bursting through the wall. I can't remember what they're oh. called, but do you remember in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, Shredder and the Foot Clan and Rocksteady and Bebop would always like show up in these like drill things. Y yeah, <laughs> they they would drill through, and then like a door would open up on the side, and like they would all come piling out. Yeah. That's what this thing kind of reminds me of. C kind of, yeah. It's also kind of like the uh, giant drill machine that uh, comes to get Zion and the Matrix, or the uh, the the giant uh, drill machine in Total Recall. I was hoping you were going to say that because that was my next <laughs> j joke. <laughs> Come on, man! I got five kids to feed. <laughs> Uh, what a wild, wacky adventure that movie is. It's a classic. You ever classic. see the remake? Nope. Uh, it's Should not I? worth seeing. No. Okay. It, it really isn't. It's a very uh, lifeless film. I, that's kind of what I got from the trailer. I was like, eh, I'm okay. It's from the uh, the director of the Underworld movies. I can't remember what his name is now. He also, Ooh, he also directed big. Live. He also directed Live Free or Die Hard, the fourth Die Hard movie that had like Justin Long and Timothy Oliphant in it. Never, never watched that one either. <laughs> it's fine. He he makes these very like sterile, lifeless films, though. That's what that is. That is a nice way of describing Underworld. And I'm a fan of werewolves and vampires, so that hurts me to say. But holy balls, is that a dry, lifeless movie? Yep. And apparently there's like four of them. I think there are five of them, actually. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so Optimus does his, like, I am transformed thing uh, against the, like... I keep wanting to call it the Technodrome in my head, even though that isn't that, like, drill thing from TMNT. <laughs> but whatever. So he transforms and like the thing shoots at him and he has these like energy shields that he are generated from his forearms. I was going to ask. So he can absorb. It looks like he can. What happens is he absorbs energy and then he can shoot it back. Is that's what is that what's happening? Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Pretty useful. 
They yeah. could have used that back on Planet Energon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, especially after leaving Planet Energon, <laughs> which we'll get into later. Uh, later on in this episode, because uh, apparently things didn't go so great for them after they left. Yeah, I'm curious about that. So what do uh, they do? They, they so, abandon, abandon ship? Yeah. So Optimus basically tells them that they... Uh, they need to go. Uh, they need to go out and explore. And Cheetor is like, "All right, exploring." And he's like, "No, we need to find a new base to continue our training." And he's like, "No, we got to go like explore and find out what happened to Cybertron and find our friends." Yeah, even Black Arachnia is like, "We we need to see if we have allies out there." Yeah, and Optimus like puts his uh, gorilla foot down. And is like he's like no, our no. safety and training is most important. Damn it! Yeah, listen to me, you stupid child. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. So Cheetor goes with uh, Primal, and uh, sorry, Rat Trap goes with Primal and Cheetor and Black Arachnia go off together, and. Uh, uh, Cheetor looks like a sad kitty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they they find a um, they they happen across like a a a hole a, a tunnel. Speaking of like teenage mutant ninja turtles, they're in the <laughs> sewer. Right. Yeah, they're in the sewer. And there there's like a, a tunnel that leads up to the mat like a manhole. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> leads directly to the surface. And Black Arachne is like, "Let's go explore explore up here." And Cheetor. Is basically like, oh, but Gary Primal told us to, uh, to, uh, uh that we had to go look for a base. Dad and told us not to. And <laughs> that we had to go look for a base. And she's like, yeah, he told us to go look for a base. He didn't specify where. That's technically uh, true. Technically true. The best kind of true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did say, do not go to the surface, so I feel like she's m mashing words, but... Speaking of technicalities, there is a... Uh, there is a birthday card that I see every morning at work, because the little, like, card spinner rack is, like, right by the... is, like, right by the, the entrance, so when I'm doing, right. like, my stupid, like, doorman duty... Mm -hmm every morning i see this fucking card every day and it, what it says on it is the best thing about your birthday is that you are one uh oh what does it say the best thing about your birthday is that you are one day older than you were yesterday and i'm like that is, that is literally true any day of the year what the that's fuck is your birthday day. that's every day what does your birthday have to do with it and like I was like, oh, maybe there's some like kind of witty follow up inside the card. So I opened it up once, and it's no. All it says is like, so so enjoy it like it's your last or something like that. Something stupid like that. Okay, yeah. cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, cards that probably only a friggin' boomer would find funny. 
There's a lot of really bad comedy in birthday cards, particularly the big tens, like 30, 40, 50, 60, like there. Yeah. There's some pretty cringy birthday cards. I hate ca cards in general. Like, I don't like birthday cards. I don't really I don't like Christmas cards. I like, I love Christmas. Don't really like Christmas, Christmas cards. I, I do. I love Christmas quite a bit. There, there might be a special like uh, Christmas episode of Too Much Energon that I've or already you do like planned. The cards. Oh, sorry, yeah. you were saying you did or didn't like Christmas cards. I don't like Christmas cards because I don't really like cards in general. Y yeah, it's like, what do you do with them? Do you display them on your mantle for a while so you, the people that sent them to you don't feel bad, or do you just immediately turf them? I immediately I throw them away. I don't. I don't know the etiquette. I I open them up and I'm like, "Is there money in here? Yes! <laughs> Yay!" Toss the card. Is there money in here? No. All right. Toss the card. <laughs> How dare you wish me best wishes? <laughs> I mean, I generally appreciate the sentiment, but sometimes there's like drawings or art that a couple particular friends will will do and then i'm like oh well they made something so i'll i'll keep that yeah yeah but most of the time if it's just like merry christmas blah 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 and then your aunt's name and then xoxo i'm like what am i gonna do with this <laughs> well uh, if like aunt... i don't know if like my my niece or my nephew uh nephews made me a uh like made me some kind of card for yeah if they made you occasion. a card yeah if they made me a card they never have <laughs> probably never will but if they did the i would be like oh that's cute and the ones, that that I would the ones that are made yeah you know my uh, -huh. uh my ex kelly made me a card once oh yeah oh for, i think it was for my birthday or something this but it was going it, back yeah, going back like to a uh, to a time before time, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so she like made me a card, but it, like it wasn't even like a high quality one. Like it looked like something someone in like grade two would make. <laughs> it was such. It was so weird. I was like, oh, thank you, pencil and... crayons, and <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It wasn't it wasn't much of a step above that. It's the thought that counts. Or is it? <laughs> well, whenever you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> anyway, so uh Cheetor and Black Arachnia get to the surface and uh they're like looking they they happen across like what's the name of this city again? Like Cybertronia or something like that. Cybertronia? Yeah. And, and Cheetor mentions that it's like the biggest city on Cybertron, and I'm like, hold up. Shouldn't it be Iacon City? Oh. Because that's yeah. like... Because uh, uh, Iacon in uh, G1 was like the, the main like city on Cybertron. Yeah. Oh, well, it, maybe that's the capital, but it's not the biggest city. It's also been over four million years, so who knows? Who who knows? Maybe different life forms live on this planet. It's been yeah. a long time. It's been a long time. 
Um, and apparently this forms. apparently this city had like 10 million transformers living in it, according to Cheetor, but uh, it's pretty empty right. now. Yeah, so there's a mystery going on, and now there's not a lot that happens this episode that's very interesting. There's like a lot of fighting robots, which I'm yeah. already kind of getting bored of, so I'm a little bit afraid of what future episodes will be. It's this episode saved by other things, right? But like, I'm like, oh man, is every episode gonna be like fighting like like goons, like tons Gross. of robots and goons? Um, but there's some mysteries wait, going on here, and I I dig it. If you want them to fight uh, more than just mindless drones in this show, just wait until next week. Okay, okay, cool. Because that. Uh... That that gets addressed. Um, I do like that they're like it's like a ghost town when they're walking around and they're on like a freeway and they're just like chatting with each other. It's it's a bizarre scene to be in this like huge giant city and like nothing's going on. Dystopian. Yeah. Dystopian yeah. cyberpunk. Yeah, it's kind of haunting in a way. But, yeah, uh, the lighting's I like it because these two don't really like get to chat in Beast Wars. And well, except when like Cheetor is being weird and creepy and like accidentally tripping and leaning on her. I was going <laughs> to say, except for that like weird, like brief subplot in season three where like Cheetor hit puberty and suddenly got like really thirsty for black arachnia. Yeah. And his bad boy face came out, but then like the writers quickly dropped. <laughs> Drop yeah, that. yeah, yeah. They the show kind of forgot about it within like a couple of weeks. Yeah, so I'm uh, kind of digging that they're. I like them getting along, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, they end up finding like a terminal, like a big old 3D terminal on this bridge. Yeah, and Black Arachnia like figures out that uh, th there's no one in the city. The city is completely abandoned. And the archives are deleted. Yeah. Some, I really uh, like uh, Cheetor, the, how they animate Cheetor's face when he's in his beast mode. Because it's very cat-like. Like, much more cat-like in this than it was in Beast Wars. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, so, he's very cute. Uh-oh. Mindless that, robots are attacking. <laughs> that's what I keep trying to get to. So some, some Viacon jets show up. And... What I do kind of dig about these things is their design is kind of reminiscent of Cyclonus from Transformers the movie. That's who that is. Yeah, they're they're very Harrier jet. -ish. Well, and like the the design of their wings, like their wings instead of going back, they kind of go back and then like go forward. Like a a video sci-fi kind of like more of a sci-fi design, yeah. Yeah, look up a picture of uh Cyclonus and then uh and then check these guys out. The the design's a little reminiscent. Cyclonus transform. I remember this guy, and I was like, "Who is this Me Megatron Light?" Yeah, I have a pretty uh, rad figure of him from the War for Cybertron Kingdom line. Oh, um, he was um one of the people Unicron changed, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, he was with with, he was um, with Galvatron Megatron and Galvatron, yeah. Yeah, Galvatron flies him around, or 
or, yeah, Galvatron flies him around. In, uh, right. in that movie. Right. He's in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that is a cool design. I like Cyclonus's design. Oh, I see what you mean. They're they're a little bit like um. They're the the wings moving forward. Are reminiscent. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what and do they like get up? Know. Do they get up to some fighting? Yeah, they get up to some fighting. They uh, some Matrix music plays. Yep. They uh, they Black get knocked. They a couple on her web. Yeah. They they get blown off of the like bridge that they were on and then go like sliding down and they run away as they're being shot at eventually though um gary primal shows up to um fire energy discs out of his chest yep yeah yeah okay he's uh pulling the old uh depth charge maneuver there yeah And uh, so they're all fighting the good fight, and Rat Trap ends up in a tube somehow. It's just a fight. Like there's, there's not fight. really, there's not really a lot to go over. They yeah, battle. the other two can transform, but not Rat Trap. Yeah, they battle. They win. It's cool. It's great choreography. But like, uh, watch it. We we, we can't. <laughs> it's like describing a kung fu movie, right? Yeah. Oh, and like he does Jet Li things, and it's really cool. And then he kicks him in the neck. But like he kicks him in like a karate way, and then he like jumps up and he like punches another. It doesn't work. We <laughs> yeah, no, it's very it's, cool uh... people. So this yeah. is the part where we just say like insert cool fight scene here, and then <laughs> we got to move on. Yeah, Cheetor has a couple of uh, like curved oh, swords. That, are that scene cool. went on way too much. It spends, I shit you not, listeners, like sixty seconds. Showing Cheetor like deflecting laser blasts up close with like two scimitars. Yeah. Like he's deflecting energy blasts with them, but like the scene is really long. And I'm like, I get it. It's cool, but like he's not doing anything else. Yeah. Anyways, they win. Yeah, they, they win. Um, and they come across like the. They decide to go to the Capitol building? Yeah, yeah, the uh, the ar- the the Maximal Archives, I think is what they call yeah. it. And it it kind of looks like Mount Doom from uh, from Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, it's kind of what it reminds me of. I thought you were going to say Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Why Lord of the Rings? Mount Doom. Oh, right, right. Okay, so listeners, I'm not a Lord of the Rings person at all. Or no, fuck, no. Not Mount Doom. I'm an idiot. Not Mount Doom. Sorry, allergies. That's what I'm blaming it on. Mount Dread is what it's called. I just knew, I knew what you were talking about, but I had no idea what it was called. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mount Mount Dread. Um, Yeah, Captain Power and the Soldiers of the Future. Great show from the 80s that not a lot of people remember anymore. I never watched only have seen google images of i had the toys i had i had the vhs tapes because the the toys with um captain planet though very different shows (laughs) (laughs) 
What the fuck is my watch doing? So what's going on here? Um, giant tanks come out of the archives? What's going on is my Apple Watch keeps sending me like vibration pulses, like rapid in like rapid like bursts for some reason, and I don't know why. It's not like yeah. even like displaying a notification or anything. It's weird. It just wants to let let you know that it's enjoying beast machines. <laughs> yeah, so, so so they go to the um uh, the maximal archives and uh the vehicons are there. Oh, they are. Gary Primal goes in himself and goes into he this goes big... alone, but I'm not sure why. He's like, I'm... keep them busy. I'm going in alone. I I'm not really sure why either. I think he says like it could be dangerous or something, and it's like, well, yeah, well, you guys would have a better chance. Else. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have a better chance if you like stuck together. I, I don't understand this this uh, this primal's reasoning. It could so, be dangerous, and you guys are a liability. Is what it kind of <laughs> sounds like. I've saved your butts enough. Figure out how to stay transformed, losers. <laughs> the archives. <laughs> Yeah, they've, uh, I think we kind of glossed over this, but like so far, the Maximals, like even though Cheetor and Black Arachnia have been able to transform, they haven't really been able to, like, anytime shit goes sideways, they, they lose concentration or whatever and then revert back to beast mode. Yeah. And, and, and Daddy Primal's like, no, you can't let your emotions get the best of you. So it's tied in with, um, your emotions. You're supposed to stay zen. Which is weird, because when you're fighting bitches, you know, you're going to get a little hype, you're going to get a little angry. Yeah, going to get a little excited, maybe even get yeah. a little horny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Gets the adrenaline flowing. Yeah. Yeah. So, what's, what's going on here? And yeah, they can't Arachnia, keep like, bends over and suddenly the Cheetor, like, goes back to beast mode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> so there's some rad scenes with like motorcycles attacking Gary Primal, but like he just monkey runs them down like effortlessly, yeah. like a monster truck just rolling over a bunch of cars. And he ends up in this big like auditorium type thing. Yeah. With the, with this like as he's walking forward, there's this like cool shot of all of these platforms like suddenly appearing and connecting to the platform. Pretty cool. Yeah. And, Almost uh, the way they're spiraling up in the air before they come down and form a bridge in front of them reminds me of um that one scene in Reboot with all the, the core programs and the windows. Oh, in uh painted windows, yeah. 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 Painted windows, yeah. Yeah, you're right. A little it, it in the way that it's just like the middle of the core has this like mystical, like weird series of platforms. Mm -hmm. Oh, but they were vid windows in that. Never mind. <laughs> well, it's I I agree with you. It's uh, it's reminiscent. It bears a passing resemblance here. And yeah, and there there are lights going on in here. And uh, down from the ceiling comes a uh, a weird thing. A weird floating uh, body, like on on the end of a long, like like computer wire tentacle. There we go. Yeah, 
That's what it is. I was going to say an arm, a mechanical arm. But <laughs> but it's like spirally and it... Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. And it's uh, connected to this dude's head. And we very quickly find out that it's our old boy, Galavar. <laughs> Galavar, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done, son? <laughs> I've and made indeed, a change for the better. Yes, I. According to him, here's the thing. So part of me is like, "What the fuck? This is wild. This is bananas. It's kind of super fucking rad. It is. But if you didn't think this was this, the Matrix had to do. Bleh, if you didn't think this was influenced by the Matrix at all before, this crazy like." like machine arm tentacle thing coming out of his like back is yeah it has all of these like what almost look like mechanical fingers like like tapping on it on him like in a rhythmic fashion which reminds me of like the squiddies from from matrix yeah 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 the sentinels yeah and he's got like a mask, but it's like a muzzle with like like bars going across the front. Yeah, and uh he has these two like really broad arms and seems to have what almost looks like a cloak just like draped down covering him. Cloak up. and no legs. Y yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Like <laughs> Yeah, it's uh it's pretty rad. So he he basically tells Gary Primal that uh, the Beast Wars are over. You lost. And he's got a scar right here. Yeah. He's got like, a scar on his like. I just noticed that. I, I didn't notice before. Uh, uh, for the audio listeners, he has a scar like over one of his eyes. Yeah. Uh, his right eye, I believe. Um, so he's just shit talking Primal here. Yeah, and he, he's explaining that uh, he basically has purged uh, Cybertron of all individual life. He's extinguished all sparks, and he has replaced everyone on Cybertron with Viacons, which he controls personally. Sparkless Transformers controlled by a single inte singular intelligence. His. Yeah, so they he's controlling them manually. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of work. That's what I was thinking. Unless it's like playing an RTS. Right? Like he's just like, grab U-50, send them down here, grab these jets, move them over here. Like he's just playing Command and Conquer. <laughs> <laughs> it does like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. But he can only grab like, what was it in StarCraft? He can only grab like 12 units at a time. Units ready. Yeah, so, so the cutting back so the, and forth between the other Maximals and the, this conversation. Yeah. And the uh the Maximals are fighting the Viacon drones and Megatron is like seemingly kind of becoming like a little discombobulated. Uh, he's getting a little frustrated and uh Gary Primal is like, "Oh, it must be uh uh it must be uh a lot of take a lot of concentration to focus on fighting like four individual 
uh, maximals or something yeah, so, along those lines. So there are murals. I just noticed this, by the way. There are murals that he lights up in this giant like dome that he's in, right? That shows. Yeah, I, I saw the murals. I thought they were supposed to be of him. Uh, huh. Okay. One of them look, kind of looks like Master Chief. I so the the TLDR the conversation here we is um, still haven't gotten an explanation. Like we we know Megatron has uh, seemingly annihilated all life on Cybertron and is ruling it. Um, we still haven't gotten an explanation yeah. as to how that happened. Well, he mentions a virus, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he has his like. Like we like the transformation lock virus, yeah, which is what they had, but they were able to beat it somehow. Yeah, um, through, the, through being reformatted by the Oracle. One thing I want to point out here is he seems to express his disgust with biological parts of Transformers. Mm -hmm. Like he's. He he talks about it with like disgust in his voice, and that he's gotten rid of that completely. Unlike the disgusting Maximals with their monkey flesh. Yeah. So it is kind of curious. It's like, where is this coming from? And even Gary Primal himself is like, dude, you had a beast mode too on Planet Energon. <laughs> and he's like, and uh, what did he say? And I extinguished that disgusting part of myself. Yeah. So what I I want to know what happened to Megatron that suddenly made him like really I don't know, like almost like Transformers Hitler. <laughs> right? Like this pure form of pure Transformer that has no biological components. Yeah. Is I'm getting very Castle Wolfenstein vibes <laughs> going from uh, Cybertron right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just wonder how that happened. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll find out. Hopefully. Um, yeah. So, Megatron's having a hard time, like, maintaining his concentration as he's directing the Viacons to fight all the Maximals outside. And then they, Gary they, like, Primal. Spread out. Gary Primal, like, shit talks him about that. He's basically like, oh, uh, uh, it must be hard to, to focus, like, all of this attention on, uh, all, on several individual Maximals to, to yeah. fight. That must make you mad, doesn't it? That makes you so fucking makes angry. You so mad? Makes you so mad? Oh, what, what's wrong? Is, isn't a machine good at multitasking? Huh? Huh? Isn't shouldn't you, what, what you bitch? You gonna cry? <laughs> <laughs> Where where's your technological purity now? You fucking loser. It's kind of how this <laughs> convo goes because um, Megatron starts like. By the way, he he had shot Primal like earlier, but then just like continued shit talking him, and they're shit talking each other. I really like seeing Primal talk shit like this. Yeah, this is um. Uh, Gary Primal has definitely been changed by the events of this show so f already. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Megatron ends up like losing his concentration, and he like rages out and falls out. Uh, 
falls out of this like weird thing that he's like connected to and transforms yeah, into his dragon form. That. He falls out of the his like cloak and computer tentacle. Yeah. But falls out as his dragon form. Yeah. So basically this thing All of the cables like Bane, like the cables coming out of Bane, they like pull out of his head. So it's basically it's basically like a shoulder piece, mechanical arms with like a cape hanging down, and like a like headpiece with like a grill on it. That's and his head to... his head slides up into it and he Yeah. Yeah. Um so like yeah, he fall... yeah, so he falls out of it and uh uh yeah, goes into dragon form. And when I he press... falls out, he screams no. And all of the um, the Viacons chasing the Maximals just short circuit and stop moving. So he's in his dragon form from uh, the end of Beast Wars, but his skin is very patchy. He's still in the Citadel. Yeah. Um, it looks like he's been like, and he he mentioned that he had purged like the the Beast form. Uh, from him it looks like he'd been actually done some like shit to himself to like try and get rid of it if you look at like uh, what if you look at like all the like patchwork and shit on his dragon form it looks like he was doing some self-experimentation it's kind of the impression yeah because he's unlike the the other like the the maximals we've seen he's it, it it's it's you know how like Terminators have like fake like humany flesh over top of uh, over top of their um, their like robot living tissue over metal endoskeleton. Endoskeleton. Thank you. I'm like, why can I remember the word exoskeleton, but not <laughs> what we <laughs> have? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'm getting vibes that he's either like pulling that off or replacing it, like you said. Yeah. Uh, when we first saw them at the beginning of the last episode, were in their season one forms. And I wonder if the transformation lock virus had something to do with that. It like reverted them back to their original beast forms. I don't know. Huh. I'm sure we will never get an answer to that question. No. <laughs> All of these questions and more. <laughs> None of these questions and more will be answered on too much energon. <laughs> Oh, so what happens? They shit talk each other for a little bit, and he ends up transforming and jumping back into his lawnmower man <laughs> machine. Into his, uh, yeah, I don't even his know. His VR rig. You, yeah, I don't even know what the fuck you would call that. His, his mech suit. This is his like Matrix meets Borg type shit. Yeah. It, and like his whole thing about like a singular like ruling consciousness and whatnot. Like I kind of get vibes from that. Although for them it's more a collective a collective consciousness. It's like all yeah. of their consciousness is like merge to join the collective. So they Yeah, we are the Borg, yeah. They function as one, whereas this is like No, Megatron is just controlling everyone. Yep. Literally manually, because as soon as he was unplugged, 
They just died. <laughs> Sounds like a very lonely existence. Yeah, it's just like you wanted this. Yeah. And it I, I feel like um Beast Wars Megatron wanted to win the Beast Wars once and for all, but this how is, is this isn't winning. This is this is sad. This isn't, this isn't really ruling Cybertron per se. If you're not ruling, and he's probably bullshitting because there's a back and forth, and Primal gets really angry, can't stay in his um, robot mode, and transforms back into his his gorilla mode. Um, but he's demanding to know where the the sparks are, where the Cybertronians are. But Megatron insists that he's he's killed like everyone, and I'm like, man, that is bleak. Like, what is he ruling over? Yeah, he literally says billions of sparks. Yeah. So, yeah. what? like you said, what's he ruling over? A, a bunch of sparkless, like, vehicons. Yeah, it's like... Ruling over your Xbox and your coffee maker. I mean, like... <laughs> that's good technically true but <laughs> yeah it's technically true but it it's not terribly satisfying N no <laughs> those are nice things to have around but like <laughs> uh... they're nice things to have but fulfillment they do not bring no yeah so i i i'm digging it like i said there's a lot of just boring like fighty scenes but like holy shit is this exchange this is really unique. Like this is this is fucking weird, man. This is wild. <laughs> yeah, and this uh, I feel like this back and forth like has a lot more emotional nuance to it than anything we saw in Beast Wars. It does. It, yeah. It, there's there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. And we've so also never seen either of them that emotional, I would argue. Yeah. So seeing um, the the voice actors deliver the lines and getting that emotional, it's like holy shit! Like this this <laughs> this is a very different show. <laughs> it is, yeah. So the whole team is here to see Megatron, and he shoots energy blasts out of his hand. Yeah, and Megatron does this weird like during their like shit talk. Megatron does this weird like gaslighting thing to Optimus Primal, basically telling him that. Because because you lost the Beast Wars, I came back to Cybertron and killed everyone. Therefore, it's your fault they're all dead. Cheers. They're all dead because of you, bitch. Yeah. How does it feel? Is that what gets him to transform back? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, it's not true. Fuck you, <laughs> that, dude. That's some weird logic. And we'll find out later in the episode that uh, Gary actually, Gary Primal actually like takes that to heart. Yeah, he's like, I caused this, so I need to to fix it. And it's like, no, dude, it's not your fault. Like, And, I mean, they could have just executed Megatron, but that's not what the good guys do. Yeah. It's not his fault. You're, you're not responsible for the actions of others. Yeah. Yeah, so they pull a, um, a Star Wars, and they, like, escape through the garbage hatch. <laughs> like, actually... Shut down all, all garbage mashers on the detention level. 
And they're all, the the others are like pulling him because he wants to stay and fight. Yeah. Uh, wow, I didn't. They disappeared down the gap, uh, garbage troop, and uh, we hear Gary Primal yell Megatron before they disappear down the chute. Also, Megat Megatron's eyes are like bloodshot and purple and red. Like this is. This is a very different Megatron. Yeah, and his uh he has much more pronounced uh, uh corneas and irises. Yeah. Than he uh uh than he did in Beast Wars. Definitely. I I like the look of Megatron in this show. I so so do I. I wasn't expecting to I was like, oh god, let's see what, what he looks like. And I, I don't know, it's like the, I, I, I thought the Matrix was the peak of like dystopian sci-fi, like, um, but I, I guess it's Beast Machines. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Uh, Beast Machines, peak of dystopian sci-fi. <laughs> All of Cybertron's yeah. dead. Cybertron's dead, and it's Gary Primal's fault. Yeah, at least that's what he thinks. And. Uh, yeah, that's the the episode ends with a shot of uh uh Mount Dread oh. with a like transparent like giant version of Megatron over it. Be, like I don't know, does he laugh? Loom- I can't remember. Looming over it, going like, <laughs> yeah, looming over it like laughing. Yeah. Like, um, one thing I I will say I was kind of disappointed about is that Megatron doesn't say cheers all the time anymore. Did he even say it once? No, he didn't. I've watched the next episode, and I think he says it once. He does it once in the next episode, but in general, I don't. I don't remember him doing it very often in the uh, in the show. I don't think they overdid it in Beast Wars. As a kid, I remember them overdoing it, but I don't think they overdid it. Now that we're doing too much energon, I'm like, no, no, they didn't overdo. Do it so it's fun they and I mean, it down for some reason they it's did fine <laughs> well and i mean like megatron and beast wars was very like flamboyant and like shakespearean and oh he's very, very poetic very, very very theatrical whereas this uh megatron is more like space hitler yeah so and he didn't just shoot primal he wanted to like like let him know that everyone was dead and that it was his fault and there's nothing he could do about it like he wanted to demoralize him more yeah. than destroy him yeah because he just kind of hangs out they just hang out and talk um yeah so that was uh <laughs> the second episode of beast machines um here on Too Much Energon, we write episodes of Beast Wars, episodes, issues of the Beast Wars comic, and Japanese Beast Wars movies, and episodes of Beast Machines on the Too Much Energon scale. That's right. Which ranges from not enough Energon to a sufficient amount of Energon to too much Energon. It's basically bad, okay, good. Yeah. The simple. Simple ranking system. Yep. Uh, Neocal, what are you giving uh, Master of the House? 
Uh, boy, oh boy, did the second half of this episode save the fir- the first half. Um, yeah. And while I was watching it, I was like, oof, uh, I'm not feeling this one. Oh, the the interaction at the end, I was not expecting that out of Beast Wars or Beast Machines. Holy yeah. shit. This is... <laughs> there's existential dread. There's... A, man, it, it's heavy. So it, it gets too much Energon. It's too much Energon, folks. It's just because of the last, like, five, ten minutes. It's it's wild. Um, I'm gonna... I'm gonna echo your sentiment. Although I... I think I enjoyed the uh, first half of the episode more than you did, by the sound yeah. of it. Yeah, I didn't really have any issues oh, with no, it. It wasn't, it wasn't bad, yeah. They, they discover things and thus let the viewer know what's going on. When they're walking around, we get chit-chat between Black Arachne and Cheetor, and they're like, why are the archives deleted? And it's that seemed to actually like offend Black Arachnia. And we had kind of like our head canon, too much Energon canon, that she was like a librarian or like a scientist or an archivist. She was a, hist- or she was a historian. A his- yeah. Historian, yeah. yeah. Um, so I kind of like that when she's like, What the, the archives are deleted, right? Like she she seemed like personally offended by that. Yeah. So my head canon that she's a historian, um, was was supported with that and i kind of like that they're letting the the little story with rat trap that he's there's something preventing him from achieving inner peace and they haven't shown his transformed i am transformed uh form yet so it it i like i i think it's i think it's other than season one, I, I think episode one and two of this are better written than the, a lot of the second and third seasons of Beast Wars. I completely agree. Controversial really? opinion, folks. Uh, I, I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> especially, especially amongst uh, a lot of the more hardcore uh, petition signing, if you will, Beast Wars fans. Uh, a well, lot of Beast them are... Beast Wars is more iconic and better remembered. I, mean, I didn't even watch Beast Machines when I was a yeah. kid. So I'm I'm like You I, are transformed. I am transformed. I, <laughs> I like Beast Machines. I'm digging this. Um yeah, I uh I, I'm also giving this episode of too much energon. I Too much energon from both of us. Too much energon from both of us. I think that interaction in the uh the, in Megatron's big auditorium of evil. I think that's what I'm going to call it now. The auditorium that, of evil. <laughs> that, that's that's wild and wacky and creative and emotional and scary? Yeah. Um, I think their interaction is uh, prob- probably the... Well, it's the most like nuanced character interaction of this entire well, obviously, this series we're only two episodes in, but even in Beast Wars, honestly, yes, this, yeah. that, that single interaction is heavier than anything in in Beast Wars. Uh, I've actually rewatched just that that scene, the, like the last ten minutes, like three or four times. It's 
it's nuts. Like he wants to like mentally destroy Primal more than he wants to like like he could just blow him up. He he shoots like red and black like uh um uh null energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, review go. uh War Planets shadow raiders folks um he shoots like null energy but he like he he doesn't shoot it at primal he just like knocks him off a ledge at one point and then continues the shit talking yeah so like i i dig it i dig it and i dig it as well he's it's 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 showing us that he he lies he said that he purged all of like the the organic disgusting beast part of him long ago and then when um, Primal gets a reaction out of him, he falls out of the thing because he transforms into a dragon. So we know he's a liar now. Yeah. So he's very different than the Galavar we once knew. And <laughs> he's, I, he's a filthy liar. Yeah, and I, I I mentioned this already, but I think the the fact that he's been like, by the looks of it, has been like trying to graft like metallic parts like over his like or like fleshy skin bits like that's kind of cool that's yeah it's very like mad scientist but it is mad scientist it's pretty cool um so that has been uh episode 52 of too much energon uh best way to support the show whatever you're listening to or watching this on give it a like give it a subscribe give it a five star rating anything Helps us out with discoverability. Uh, you can also subscribe to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, starting at a mere $5 per month, you get a whole literal hours every week of bonus preamble audio where we shoot the shit. Uh, if, you, if you also want to hear spoilers about uh, plans for like future episodes or future podcasts, like that's usually where we talk about it. <laughs> Oh so, yeah. So like if you there, there's little... no secrets if you listen to the preamble. You know exactly what shows we're, <laughs> we're going to make. Up, what's coming yeah. up? Yeah. So uh it's a little peek behind the curtain if you will. Uh $10 and up you get our weekly dumb news uh segment <laughs> Laser Comb tonight and uh too much Galavar which we already mentioned where we review the IDW Beast Wars comic book. There's also a $25 tier that uh, gets you a whole bunch of other cool stuff. So go and check it out. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, check out lasercomb on Facebook. Facebook.com slash lasercomb. It's the central Facebook hub for every podcast that we do. There's also yeah. a uh, Too Much Energon specific Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Too Much Energon. And you can follow me on Instagram at lasercomb, spelled the same way. And yep. you can follow the show at Too Much Energon. And Cal, you also have. Yeah, you could follow me at Neo underscore Cal K A L. Um, we have other shows we do. Uh, we have a reboot podcast where we and a couple of other uh, people do this, but we talk about mainframe, another mainframe show from around this time, reboot. Alphanumeric. Uh, it's currently on hiatus right now, but there are 40 episodes of that available. So you've Ooh, got a lot of you've episodes. Got, you Ooh, have like episodes. <laughs> you have like uh, at least a hundred hours worth of uh, 
uh, reboot content there to to listen to. Yeah. Um, I have a show with my partner called Based On, where we talk about movies based on books and the books that they're based on. Uh, very soon, there is going to be an episode going live where we talk about the uh, short story 310 to Yuma and the two films that were made based on it. So oh, there, check that out. There were two? Yep, there was a movie that came out in 1957 and a movie that came out in 2007. The movie is much more of a remake of the 57 film than it is a new adaptation of the original story. Oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, both very good movies. It's uh, 310 to Yuma is the time of a train leaving. Yep. Right, right, right. Uh, short story is great. It's only like 30 pages. Uh, highly recommended. It's one of the most, it's one of the most riveting things I've ever read. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. it's, it's, shockingly exciting for a uh right. for a 30 page short story written in 1953 Rad. um i ended up appearing recently on another podcast it's actually one of, right. my favorite, one of my favorite podcasts called canceled too soon hosted by film critics uh uh, William Bibiani and Whitney Seibold. Uh, if you watch the movie trivia showdown schmodown on YouTube, then they you have no doubt seen or heard of them before because they appear on that a lot. Uh, but they have a show called Cancelled Too Soon where they review TV shows that lasted one season or less. I was on their latest episode, uh, episode 215 of Cancelled Too Soon, where we talked about the failed... 1994 G.I. Joe spinoff pilot Sergeant Savage and his Screaming Eagles. Something I have a lot of nostalgia for, but uh, if you want to know what I actually think about it, go check that out. Look them up. Um, uh, the critically acclaimed network on whatever your podcast service of choice is. Cancel too soon, episode 215. Um... We will be back next week with the third episode of Beast Machines Fires of the Past. It's a uh, it's the only episode on disc 1 of the uh the DVD, the Beast Machines DVD that actually has a commentary track. So uh really that should tell that should tell you that that's uh that uh it might that it's an important episode. I might actually watch it with the the commentary. I'll watch it. Might watch it and then watch it with the commentary track. Oh, okay. Just to get wow, some wild. Just I'm, to get some insight I'm excited to, to into the the episode to talk about it. Do you know Actually, who who does the commentary? Uh, I I think it might be the writer of the episode, Marv Wolfman. Okay. Whom I've talked about on this show before. He wrote a few episodes of Beast Wars, and he wrote yeah. some episodes of Reboot, and. Uh, probably most notably, he's the creator of Blade for Marvel Comics. That's why I know the name. Damn it! I always yeah. for as soon as you remind me, I'm like, oh, that right. Okay, yeah. All the all the pieces come together. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, that'll be episode fifty three of Too Much Energon. Um, it's getting kind of late, so uh, we're gonna get out of here. I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege, and I'm your other host, Neo Cal. And until next week, I am transformed. I am super transformed. I am, I am so transformed. I am so freaking transformed, I can't believe it. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Yeah.